Well, good morning, everybody. On the line, let's hear you. Welcome. Is this not crazy? We're so excited to see you. Yeah, welcome to Church on the Lawn and Church Online. We recognize that actually most of our church and most of our people right now, you are watching online, so thanks for joining us today. I also want to welcome Southwest Church of the yes. Nazarene. Hey, let Southwest, Southwest hear Southwest. you. Southwest, watching. On, I don't know if you can hear the people here, but uh, we'll post some pictures. We can't really show you right now all the people that are here, but check out social media. We'll have it this week for you to to see them. If you're new, what we want you to know is this morning what we desire, and we say this every week, is we want you to experience the hope and the healing and the peace and the purpose of Jesus. Absolutely. And we, our prayer for you is that you would come in, whether it be online or here on the lawn, and be transformed by that healing of Jesus. And, you know, one of the things that I love that we do here is we try to help our community, and this Saturday, we have a great opportunity called Go Fresh. We're handing out groceries every, uh, all morning, I think it's like 1030 to 1230, and it's such a great opportunity. How many of you How many of you here on the lawn, you've been a part of that? Would you stand up if you were a part of that? Because this is a small crew that's been, listen, we have, let's give it up for these people that have been helping so awesome. far. Awesome, great job. Listen, men, I want every man here on the lawn to stand up. I want every man at home to stand up right now. Every man, if you're a man, you know who you are, stand up. If you're not a man, you don't <laughs> like, have. Wait a minute. Okay. What's oh, this is a true test of your manhood right now. Listen, even at home, it's weird, but stand up. Listen, we need your help, men. We have, uh, we have provided groceries for over 25,000 people. But we have trucks that have to get unloaded and boxes that have to be lifted and, and placed into cars. So we're doing it again. Well, you guys can sit down now. Men can sit down. Times of Go Fresh, we have unloaded a thousand boxes and sometimes more. And the people are so excited to drive through and get the boxes and give them to their friends and their neighbors. So come and be a part of that this Saturday. I also want to encourage you to continue in your support of what we're doing uh, because we're, we're able to do things like give out the groceries and do things like that because of your financial support. So uh, it's amazing. I've been blown away. Honestly, I've been surprised. I've honestly been talking to pastors all over our city and even across our country. We all expected when we went into the coronavirus, okay, this is, we're going to suffer greatly as a church and we're going to trust God to provide that because we know for some of you, uh, you have been furloughed or maybe you've lost your job and it's just not been possible for you to give in this season. We totally understand that, but you guys have been so strong in your giving and you've made it possible. So you go to corechurch.com. You can donate that way even here on the lawn. Go to corechurch.com. Get out your phone. There's a lot of different ways. You can even old school mail a check. You know what one of my favorite things to do? My favorite thing is, is I'll do a walk to the church mailbox. And I try to get there before Megan, our admin person. And, He's and, racing her. And I just look at people still writing checks. Yeah. And I, I, something about that, when I hold that check, I just think of the faithfulness of that person and if you're still sending in a check, I want to let you know you get an extra blessing because I pray for you. Uh, well, every, everyone that comes in, I pray over those that come in that God is going to bless and you. And I love what you're talking about because over history, the church, when it comes under persecution, and we know this isn't persecution, but it's just different, right? It's been different that the church flourishes because we notice God more and more as we dig in and we look and we see what is God really trying to do. And so his church is going to be stronger than ever. And when we come out of this, 
It's going to be explosive. I'm just going to step off and let you preach, sister. Come on, girl. Bring the word. Bring the word. Glory falling in this place right now. Can oh, you feel it? He's getting pumped up. That's good. good. We, I need to let you preach. <laughs> All right, so you go to courtchurch.com, and you, you can donate, and you can give. Thank you, baby. You're, hey, you can give me a hug. We, we don't have to social distance. So. Yeah, there's no that's, social distance. That's beautiful. All right. If you have a Bible, I want you to go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Uh, for a couple of weeks, we're going to do a series uh, called Lessons from the Lawn. And we're going to look at uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus preached a sermon, and he did it just like this. Laura and I actually have been to Israel. We've been, if you go into my office, you see a picture where Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount. But it wasn't, we think it was on a mountain. It wasn't on a mountain. It was actually on a hillside. It was very similar to this. So Jesus, if you wonder, like, can we do church? Can we do church outside? Because the doors are right there. I know you can't see that, but the doors are right there. Pastor, why can't we just go in there? The thing is crazy is that Jesus preached and they had church on the lawn. So what you are experiencing right now on the lawn, I know not at home you're not, but here you are experiencing the Sermon on the Mount, the way it was preached and the way it was heard. I'll, I'll try to live up to Jesus. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, I, I will try. But Matthew chapter 7, that's where we're going to be for a few minutes today. And I believe that, I just have believed this throughout this pandemic, is God has not shut the doors. God hasn't shut the doors of the church. He's opened up the doors of our homes. The church has not been shut down. It has been sent out. Can I get an amen from somebody on the lawn and at home right now? It's not been shut down. It has been sent out. But here's what we've got to do. And this is what's so hard because I know right now you wouldn't believe the calls and the texts and the conversations that some people are like, we should have never closed. And other people are like, we should, we should never open. And it's just crazy. And right now what we need is unity. Right now what we need to do is come together. And I believe this. What I believe is that it, for those who will slow down, for those who will listen, I believe that God is going to speak to you. I believe God is wanting to speak to his church right now. I, I believe that very, very strongly. I believe this is a testing time of your faith. Everyone's faith. Hands raised. You had your faith tested a little bit during this. Everybody has had their faith tested. You even had your beliefs tested as far as like, what is church? What is church all about? So we're slowing down. We're going to look at this sermon here that Jesus preached, and we're going to get into the middle of it. It actually starts a couple chapters earlier. That's because Jesus was a little long-winded. I won't be as long-winded. That's a joke. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. But I, I'm going to be in Matthew chapter 7. We'll get to that in a second. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the moment we have here to be on this lawn. Thank you, God, for those who are gathered in their homes, uh, in their apartments, and maybe even in their, their break rooms. I know people are watching in different states, even different countries right now. What I love God, is that your spirit is not confined to a building, to four walls. We are your church. And so would you, as only you can do, would you unite your church together wherever we might be and speak to us now in Jesus' name. And everybody, wherever you are, said amen. So if you were uh, here last week online with us, you know that I was talking about how I have uh, really been trying to get rid of the dad bod, and I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Like some people are putting on the COVID-19, I'm taking off the COVID-19, you know what I'm talking about? And, and so this is the first time in a long time I've actually been able to wear a shirt. I'm actually tucking my gut in right now as I speak, because I know you're all looking right here. And, and But the thing is, I realize, I know some of you are spitting venom at me because you're like, you're so skinny. I, I get that. But every dad understands this right here. Come on, dads. Right? 
Yeah, every dad gets that. And so I have limited myself to desserts only on the weekend, okay? And, and so this week I was saving up, I was saving up, and I got to Friday. And I was like, whoo, thank God it's Friday. And I decided so I'm going to go get me a dessert. And I started rummaging around. I couldn't find anything. Have you ever had a moment where you have that sweet tooth, that sweet thing, you want it, you crave it, but you can't find it? So finally I go out in the deep freeze and I find ice cream. I'm not a big ice cream person, but there was only one ice cream. Rocky Road. That is my least favorite ice cream. Does anybody here like Rocky Road? You're, wow. Oh, I do not get that at all. Now, what I like about Rocky Road is the chocolate. I love the chocolate in it. But what I don't like is the little surprises in there, like the walnuts. Why do they put walnuts in there? You're enjoying the chocolate, and out of nowhere, it feels like you crunched on a cricket. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it has that sour taste to it. You're like, what was that? And then you go from the cricket taste, then you go to this spongy kind of soft, gooey thing. What is, what is that? Marshmallows, marshmallows are supposed to be in hot cocoa. And walnuts are supposed to be in the trash. That's where they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be in the trash. <laughs> Here's what I want you to do. For 30 seconds, I'm going to give you 30 seconds at home and here on the lawn, I want you to turn to one person, and I want you to tell them what's your least favorite sweet, your least favorite dessert. 30 seconds, go. All right. Here's the thing. I think if we're not careful, this can become our approach to following Jesus. Like we, we eat around the stuff we don't like to get to the good stuff. Like, oh, again, you know, give me, give me a, a helping of peace. Give me, give me some joy. Give me your kindness, Lord. Give me grace. Give me an extra helping of grace. Can I hear somebody say amen? Give me some extra grace. But hey, whoa, 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 what easy on the commitment. What is that? What is that doing there? Easy on the serving. Whoa, repentance. What is repentance doing in there? And if we're not careful, we can eat around the stuff we don't like to get to the stuff that, uh, that miss out on the good stuff. I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. Easy won't get me where I want to go. Easy, easy won't get me where I want to go. All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 7. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says that following him is the rocky road. He says following him is not going to be easy, and, and it's not easy, and he says it's going to take commitment on our part. It's going to take dedication and discipline and sacrifice if we want to follow him. Look at Matthew chapter 7 and go to verse 13. And if you're new to church, I read out of the New Living Translation. And if you don't have a Bible, download you version. It's a great app. Matthew 7, 13, Jesus says these words in the middle of his sermon. He says, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. Now, in John 10, I'm going to get to that in a minute. In John 10, Jesus says he's the narrow gate. So he says, you can enter God's kingdom only through me. The highway to hell is broad. Now, let me stop right there because I know for some of y'all, you're old school right now. You got a song playing in your head, don't you? I'm on a highway to, 
That's disappointing. I need the worship team to come back up because I need to purify this place right now. So he says the highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for those who choose that way. But the gateway to what? To life is very narrow and the road is what? It's difficult. This is Jesus saying, and, and only a few ever find it. So what's, what's Jesus saying here? What Jesus is saying is following me ain't going to be easy. It's the rocky road. It's a, it's a narrow road. It's, it's difficult. It, it won't be easy. And I don't know about you, but I like easy. Anybody like easy? Like I default to easy. I, I don't want it hard. Like right now, I've not been able to go to the gym and work out. I usually play ball three times a week, basketball, and haven't been able to get to the gym. And, and right there is my exercise bike. And the bike is right next to the bed. Bike or bed? Which do you think is easier? I can tell you for me, I'm like, well, I could lay in bed. I could look at the bike. I could work out in my mind. I am strengthening my mind right now. Mm, I am climbing that hill. Mm, I am burning the carbs. No, it's, it's not easy. When I open up the freezer, there's frozen vegetables in there. But right next to the frozen vegetables is frozen cookie dough. What do you think is, is easier? I got a stimulus check. You got a stimulus check. I can tell you this. I want to spend my stimulus check on what stimulates me. It's just, it's, it's easier. And we all, but we all know this. The easiest thing to do is not always the best thing for us. It's easy to put it on your credit card and just pay the minimum balance. Hey, it's easy to just, when you're tired and you're wore out, to ignore your family. It's easy to not return that text from a friend when you, you don't know what to say, so you, it's easier just to ghost them. It's easy to just quit school instead of persevering and pushing through to that degree and that diploma that you desire. It's easier to just give up on your dream. It's easy to get bitter. It ain't so easy to uh, forgive somebody who has wronged you. It's easy to get angry at your kids, angry at your boss, than it is to be patient with your kids, patient with your spouse, patient with people at work. Man, it, it is just so much easier to just give in to that urge than it is to get up and walk away. It's just, it's just easier. It's easy to cut corners than it is to walk in integrity and, and have good ethics. But again, easy is not going to get you where you want to go. Turn to somebody right now and remind them right now, easy is not going to get you where you want to go. Easy won't get you where you want to go. Jesus describes easy as the highway to hell. And most translations don't say highway to hell. Most translations call it the road to destruction. And I think we've all seen the destruction and the hell that the easy road brings right now in our country. Come on. Injustice, division, hatred, bigotry, abuse, addiction, sin, depression. The list is on and on. This is not the life that Jesus intended for us. What you're seeing on the news, what you're hearing, this is not the life that God, turn to somebody and tell them, this ain't the life God intended for you. This ain't the life that God intended for you. He says, God's kingdom brings life. 
That's what God's kingdom does. Now let's go to John 10. You don't have to flip there right now, but in John 10, if you're at home, we'll put it on the screen for you. John 10, 9 says this, I am the gate. This is Jesus saying, I am the gate. He says, those who come in through me will be what? They will be saved. In other words, they'll be delivered from injustice. They'll be delivered from depression. They'll be delivered from loneliness. They'll be delivered from abuse. They'll be delivered from sin. He says, they will come and they will go freely. They will go freely. And they will find good pasture. What's Jesus saying? The narrow road is the road to freedom. He says the, the narrow road is the way to life. It, it brings up images of Psalm 23 where Jesus said, where uh, David says about the, the Lord, he says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. In verse 10 of John 10, it says this, the thief's purpose, and the thief, by the way, is the devil. His purpose is to what? Say this with me if you're at home, is to steal and kill and destroy. To steal, to kill, and destroy. The wide road is, is a paved road. It's, it's the easy road. There is no construction, but there is destruction on the wide road. And Jesus said this, my purpose is to give them what? Come on, this is so good. It's to give them a rich and satisfying life. How many of you would love to have a rich and satisfying life? Here's what I think we need to do as the people of God. Stop for 30 seconds right now. I want you to turn to somebody around you, okay, one person. I just want you to tell them what is one way God has blessed you? What is one way that God has given you a rich and a satisfying life? 30 seconds, go. Easy won't get you where you want to go. So y'all saw my lovely bride up here a few minutes ago this year. We will celebrate 36 years of marriage. Come on, somebody. I mean, is she not lucky? Is she not fortunate? Is she not blessed and highly favored? Come on, somebody. I mean, she's had this for 36 years. Boom! We started dating in high school, but I can tell you this, when we started, before we were dating in high school, I wanted to date her, but she did not want to date me. She was playing hard to get, and I mean, she was hard to get, but I knew I got to have me this girl. I mean, I was like, I've got to have her, and, and let me tell you, it was not the easy road. It was difficult. I remember I, I had to get really creative. I would write her notes, and I would stuff them in her locker, so she'd find these little notes from me. Then I made her a little uh, a mixtape. Anybody remember mixtapes back in the day? A cassette, an old school cassette, and loaded up with Lionel Richie. Mm, mm, mm. Now, now like, you young men, young men on the lawn, young men, just listen right now. You want to win her? Lionel Richie. Every single time. And listen, I won her heart. It was difficult. It was hard. But can I tell you this? I had no idea at stepping across that threshold, how hard and how difficult it would be to get to 36 years. It has not been easy, but I can tell you it has been rich, it has been satisfying, and it has been worth it. 
Jesus is not playing hard to get. We're actually the ones who are playing hard to get. Whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, it's the choices and the decisions that we make that make it difficult. And Jesus says, if you follow me, if you step across that line and you follow me, guess what? It's going to be a rocky road. It's going to be a difficult road. But guess what? It is worth it. It is rich and it is satisfying. It's not easy to follow when your prayers go unanswered. It's not easy to follow when you have doubts. Like, is there, is God there? I mean, is God, where is God? It's not easy when you're going through a pandemic. It's not easy when you have a crisis on top of a crisis during a pandemic. But listen, the road to a rich and satisfying life is going to cost you three things. And I'd like for you to write these three words down, okay? These are three things that you're going to have to do if you want to have a rich and satisfying life. How many uh, on the lawn at home, you say, I want a rich and satisfying life? Like, raise your hand. This should be a no-brainer. should be every hand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> everybody wants a rich and satisfying life, but not everybody is willing to do what it takes to have the rich and satisfying life. So here's what you got to do. These are the three words I want you to write down. Sacrifice, commitment, discipline. Sacrifice, commitment, and discipline. I mean, that's, that sounds glamorous, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, get sacrifice. Make a sacrifice. I'm committed. I am committed. And, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then you've got to follow through with your commitment. Yeah, I am disciplined. I am disciplined. And then the bike or the bed. I mean, it's just, it sounds glamorous, but the road that is narrow is difficult. It is not easy, and it's narrow for a reason. Like, it's not easy to live a righteous and holy life when everybody around you isn't and they're successful. Like, God, I'm living for you. I'm making the hard choices. Why are they having great success and why am I suffering? It, Jesus said the narrow road won't be easy. It requires sacrifice, commitment, and discipline, but it leads to a rich and a satisfying life. It's not easy to read the scriptures every morning. But honestly, it's never been easier in human history to read the Scriptures. Like, everybody who's got a phone, you have access 24-7 to the Scriptures. You can download the Bible app. It's right there. They even put the verse of the day right in front of you on the Bible app. They now have it as a story. Have you ever seen that? How many of you have seen the story on version? A story. Like, they'll tell you a Jesus story. They'll tell you what the script. They'll do it for you. But you and I both know it's never been harder. Why? Because to get up, to read the scriptures every day, guess what? I don't know how to do it. You know how you do it? Sacrifice, commitment, and discipline. And those of you who do that every day, you know the rich and satisfying life that you are experiencing because of that. It's not easy to worship on a Sunday. It wasn't easy to get up and come and be on the lawn. It wasn't even easy for you to listen. Right now, it's never been easier to do church. The last four months, what do you got to do? Get up, walk out of your bedroom, take your phone, cast it to the TV, and you're done. Hey, some of you aren't even getting out of bed. I, I've seen the survey, by the way. I've seen the survey. Some people are watching in bed. Yeah, I know. I can see right now. Eric, I can see that you're in bed right now. Yeah, I know. Can he see me? Honey, can he see us right now in bed? Can, no, I can't. We, can't we, we don't have that kind of technology. Relax. We can't see you. 
But it's never been easier, right? But it's never been more difficult. Now, I know some of y'all, some people are like, well, if you just open up the doors to the church, people will come back, and that's what we need to do. Do you know before the pandemic, this is across the United States, not just here in Oklahoma, not just at Core Church, but followers, people who are followers and committed followers of Jesus, they say that they're going to church on average every other week or once a month. It's never been easier but it's never been more difficult to worship on Sunday. But you right now, you in your home, in your apartment, in your car, on your back porch, here on the lawn, you right now have made that sacrifice. You've made that commitment. You said, I'm going to be disciplined. We're going to get up. We're going to get dressed. We're going to come in. Listen, and what are you doing? You are going to reap the rewards. Come on, turn to somebody and say, you're going to reap the reward. You are going to experience a rich and a satisfying life. So a few years ago, Laura and I went to Colorado, and we took our kids, and we love going to Colorado, especially in July. How many of you like to go to Colorado, like, right about now? Although it's nice out here. I can't believe how nice it is out here on the lawn. But um, a couple years ago, we went, and we went hiked this place called Seven Bridges, and it's amazing. You, you hike these different bridges all the way up to almost the summit, not quite the summit, but way up to about nine or 10,000 uh, uh, feet in, uh, in, uh, in elevation. And so as you walk, it's this little creek. It's beautiful. And when you start at the trailhead, it's wide. It's actually like a park. It's almost feel like you're walking a park trail. It's smooth. But you get across the second, the third bridge, it gets a little bit narrower. It gets a little bit harder. There's less people. You get up around the fifth, sixth, or seventh, and, and get up around the seventh uh, bridge, and all of a sudden, there's not hardly anybody on that, that trail, and it's getting narrower. Once you get past the seventh bridge, you can continue on. Most people don't. But if you continue on, you can barely see the trail and we said we're going but we had to help each other along the way and we finally made it up and we got up over the top of this boulder and we looked out and the view was spectacular it was breathtaking it's not easy to take the narrow road few take it few find it but it is worth the journey it leads to a rich and a satisfying life. Those of you who are taking that narrow road, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Right now, you're like, mm, preach it, Brad. I mean, I have followed. Listen, I've been married for 36 years. That has been hard. That has been difficult. But it has been rich, and it has been satisfying. And I have followed Jesus for almost 36 years. And I can tell you, it's been rough. It has been difficult. It has been hard. But this is the thing I know about Jesus is Jesus is on the trail with you. Jesus is on the road with you. When you're out of breath, he fills your lungs full of the breath of the Holy Spirit. When you lose your strength, he renews your strength. When you fall down on the trail, he lifts you up. Like when, when you have no strength to go. He is there for you. You get lost, he will help you to get back on the trail and find your way. Easy won't get you where you want to go. You got to take the rocky road. So we're going to have communion together here on the lawn. So we're going to get our communion together here on the lawn and, and uh, at home, I encourage you to get your communion together. If you're new to our, our gathering, um, communion is the uh, time in which we remember the death 
and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Like it's in this moment where we remember the, the, the cup that we have, and today we're actually doing um, these uh, safe communion, is what we're doing here on the lawn today. But the, uh, the cup, it represents the blood. It wasn't easy for Jesus. Like, just if you're a follower of Jesus, just stop for a minute and just think about that. Like, if it, if it wasn't easy for him, is it ever going to be easy for me? But he says, you know what? I've gone ahead of you. And on that cross, his blood was shed for the forgiveness of your sins. If today you're not a follower of Jesus, I want to encourage you right now to place your faith in him. That blood was shed so that you could be forgiven. Today, I want to encourage you to come to the table and experience the resurrection power of Jesus. Jesus then took the bread, and the bread, it, it represents his, his body, died a human death, but resurrected again on the third day. What is it you need today? Maybe for you, you're like, man, I, <laughs> I've been taking the easy road. These last four months, I've kind of checked out on God. Be honest, Brad, this is the first time I've been online in a long time. I haven't really been reading scripture. I've just been kind of waiting, hoping church was going to come back. Remember, the church has not been shut down. We, we've been sent out, and I believe God is challenging all of us right now. He's challenging you in your faith right now. So I'm going to pray, and whatever it is you need, I want to encourage you to receive that today. Father, thank you for the death and the resurrection of Jesus in this moment, God, we receive forgiveness. Those who need to receive forgiveness, you receive mercy, you receive grace. Those of you who need peace, you receive peace, the peace of God washing over you. Those of you who need healing for your soul, you receive that. If you need your hope renewed, you, you receive the hope. What it, right now in this moment, just ask him, God, this is what I need. God, thank you that you give it so freely to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive. Well, thanks for joining us for Church Online today. Uh, I can tell you we are thinking through where we're going to be next week. We're, we're still planning to be out here on the lawn, and um, we're going to, those of us who are here on the lawn, we're going we're to worship. The band will be here live next week as well. We're going to continue to worship here. But how, how can we support you? How can we come alongside you? Did you make a commitment to follow Jesus today? We'd love to know about that. Go to corechurch.com, click on uh, Connect. Let us know. If you got a prayer request, come on, let us know how we can be praying for you. One of the things I was so surprised about was when we sent out our survey, and if you've not gotten the survey, check your inbox, and if, you've, if you're not getting our email, you can sign up at corechurch.com. The number of prayer requests that came in, what, what people are dealing with right now, the, the, it's overwhelming, honestly, what people are dealing with, but we want to pray for you every day for the next 30 days. Let us know how we can, how we can pray for you. We want to close today with our, our sending prayer. Uh, we don't have a screen out here on the lawn, so I'm going to see if you guys have it memorized on the lawn. 
uh, at home, though, or wherever you are online, we'll put it up for you. But let's say this prayer together. God, fill me with love and give me boldness to share the hope, healing, peace, and purpose that I found in Jesus. Lead me to the hurting, the hopeless, the lonely, and the discouraged. This week, I declare that I am available and willing to be used for your glory and honor. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week.